The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, or any school district, their respective managements or employees. Geekshowpodcast.com. Welcome to a brand new episode. It's January. It's 2020. And the name of the episode is Darth Hefner. Now, a uh, couple of things you need to know about this episode. Uh, first of all, we, we do a regular episode up to a point, and then we begin our deep dive on Rise of Skywalker. Yes, and it is spoiler-filled. So if you haven't seen it yet, listen to that point, hit pause, go to the damn movie, and then come back and listen. I think you'll thank us for it. Um, yeah, so there's that. Now, we're doing this to give you an idea of the kind of stuff that we're going to be doing on our Patreon. Uh, we got new Patreon content, at least two things a week. It's very affordable. It's cheap, one might say, to get all this extra content that we're going to be giving to you that you won't be getting on this free podcast. We're not going to do the deep dive spoiler filled stuff on the free podcast. Well, I can't say never, but we're going to try to keep that stuff in the Patreon. Uh, that way it's not spoiled for those who have not seen it. And, you know, if you have seen it, throw a few shekels our way and we appreciate it. Uh, so it's patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast. Got to type out geekshowpodcast, otherwise it sends you to a bad place. Uh, so patreon.com geekshowpodcast. All right. And we got some great stuff coming up this week on Patreon. But uh, remember, we have a regular podcast up to a point. The last two segments of this show are all spoiler-filled Rise of Skywalker stuff. So uh, stick around for that. Of course, we want to thank our sponsors for... Uh, Donating to keep this party going, of course, uh, our advertisers, Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. They're open seven days a week. The hold service or poll service, wherever part of the country you're from, uh, depending on what you call it, that's free. And with that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. So that's a deal. 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. It is Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. And Black Velvet Boutique, trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions, help you find what you need. Visit them at 595 South State in Clearfield. Mention Geek Show for special discounts. They are locally owned, open seven days a week, and discreet. Also, Booze Teak, your boozy barware and gift emporium. Steps away from the downtown wine and liquor store. Mention Geek Show. Get 15. That's 1-5% off all of your purchases. Booze Teak, shop local there at 315 east broadway all right go see them and also of course our patreon you help keep this party going as well patreon.com slash geek show podcast and we appreciate your love there all right brand new episode let's get to it darth hefner ah oh, i think you're gonna like it please to enjoy and welcome back to the basement. Hey. Happy oh, New Year! Yeah, music means quality. <laughs> this is the our first show together of the new year. First in the Roaring Twenties. <laughs> Are we get roaring? ready for the Great Depression and a plague? plague. <laughs> they should call this the an Art Deco. The Wheezing Twenties, oh, not shit. the Roaring Twenties. Come back, uh, Weezer. Let's, well, let's bring yeah. back some Roaring Twenties slang. Let's will will fashion come back? Art Deco. Yeah, dang flapper. Drop, drop no. hems. I love Art Deco. <laughs> I love Art Deco too. I also I feel like the twenties and thirties. The Great Gatsby, what, the American Dream. What was uh, Art Deco in? He <laughs> was in a ska band. Oh, okay. Yeah, band. <laughs> he was in multiple buildings. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I feel like I think it's kind of cool if we got back into like you know dressing cl- in clothes. 
we like, do that now. I, yeah, I but mean, I'm in clothes. Like, if we we're podcasting in the 1920s, A, we'd be hanged as witches. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we'd, we'd all be wearing nice clothes. Nobody yeah. dresses up to fly anymore. Uh, <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> I'm going to start smoking, but through one of those long cigarette holders. My station manager, <laughs> when, when, I, when I finally got hired to do, you know, real radio... Uh, he handed me this uh, radio operator's handbook from 1950. Oh. And the opening chapter was, you may feel like no one can see you in a booth because you're alone and you're isolated and you're reading the news, but gentlemen should always wear a suit because that will be broadcast through your voice. Your professionalism <laughs> will carry yeah. through. It's like talking with a smile. That's they exactly. can hear yeah. it through the Listen, phone. I was told that by my first manager, my first station manager, who would get mad at me for being barefoot in the studio. Right. And and you said because that that's you know if, and I said well won't it, won't it make me sound more relaxed because I you know kick my shoes off. <laughs> <laughs> what did he say to that? Well, you won't sound professional. Well, I, I remember, but, but I'm supposed to sound like I'm having fun, right? I remember looking <laughs> anyway. across the studio at my co-host, uh, whose face was completely slathered in biscuits and gravy, and thinking, yeah. Yeah. This is a different time. I'm Googling 1920s slang, so. Yeah. Well, she got the gams on her. Dick, how, Dick met something else. See how you can work that into the, bees the show. Knees. Yeah. The, bees, the bees knees. The bees can ease. It's the berries. She's checking out 20s slang. She's Rebecca Frost. Uh, Look at the sticks on, those bra- on that broad. Yeah. Uh, you, blue, you blue nose. You excessively puritanical person. What's a blue nose? A prude. Ah, oh. we don't need no blue noses around oh. here. Have you had a real blue nose? You pushover. Oh, wait, that's... Ritzy, <laughs> speakeasy, whatever. Uh, right. RebeccaAsFrost.com. Is that it? At Joss Whelan on Twitter. Okay. Good enough. Whoopee. <laughs> I think that's the same. He's no blue nose. He's Lee George Cade. I sure am. Not a blue nose. Not a blue nose? You're no, a Sheba. I am not. A woman with sex appeal. Uh, well, Sheba? That's how I think of Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, right? Leba. <laughs> yeah. So uh, here's some 1820 slang for you. Okay. Crack. And it's an expert at something. Oh. Jig is up. It's oh. all over. Oh, I love that. The jig oh, is up. Yeah. Applesauce. Yeah. <laughs> Plunk. Plunk. Did yeah, you say eighteen twenties? Yeah. This these were eighteen twenties. Yeah. Oh, a bimbo. No, they've they've stayed in the vernacular. A bimbo wow. is a macho man. Muttonhead. Well, that's Muttonhead, the opposite. Yeah. yeah. Bimbo's changed. Bimbo's interesting because yeah, uh, there was a character named Bimbo in the old Alleyoop not Alleyoop comics. It was Little Abner. Little Abner. They always called him. A bimbo. Oh, a yeah. desirable woman is a choice bit of calico. I like that muttonhead. <laughs> Muttonhead's pretty good. Listen here, you fucking muttonhead. Yeah. Listen here, you yeah. dumb Dora. Uh, 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 Dora. I, yeah, they, you know, they really, actually, a lot of the 1820 slang is still oh, there. Drat. That clodhopper, crack up. Uh, juice is a liquor, alcoholic beverage. A mall. But yeah, uh, fuck this. Mm-hmm. This isn't. All right. Never mind. Where, I have nothing where, special where to contribute. I don't have anything. You don't have anything? No, I'm, 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 no. He's got a regular. I'm working stiff. I'm a clodhopper. <laughs> you got to know your onions. I'm a, I'm a muttonhead. I clock in every morning and I clock out every night. I go right. home and I watch television while I eat food. Brings home the bacon. Noodle juices. I bring tea. home the vegetarian bacon. All right. I fry it up in a pan. He knows his onions. He's Shannon Barnes. I ain't no fucking muttonhead. <laughs> oh, now you're on the trolley. <laughs> <laughs> you're in the twenties. Ah, <laughs> I'm ready to go back to work. Are you? Panther I kiss? need some direction in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you need some of that structure. Yeah. We've been saying that for years. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, d- I haven't even done the pub quiz for two weeks. Oh, you got to get back oh, on that. So man. we'll be back do this week. Do you even remember how to do it? I think so. Hmm. Do it. We'll be back Wednesday. Lucky right. 13, 8 o'clock. 
Woohoo! All right. Uh, it's funny. Our, our our youngest has been out of school since early December, and seriously, this morning I was. I just want to go back to school. I just want to go back to school. I, I'm pretty sure it's not actually related to me. Hmm. Probably. <laughs> Check out the gams on. Hi- <laughs> that doesn't work. That Thank doesn't you work. for noticing. His no. gams go all the way up to his ass. <laughs> My ass gams. Mile long gams. It's quad ass gams. It's quad T to tall Tony. <laughs> so I guess Shannon's tired of being a dew dropper. <laughs> Unemployed man who spends his days sleeping. Oh, yeah, dude, I have been a dew dropper. <laughs> hey, don't be a werp. <laughs> wet blanket or a buzzkill? Here Let's in the 20s. Blow. I hear you're that real. Means... I hear you're real lolly cooler at your job. What does that mean? Uh, successful. Oh, hey, yeah. lolly cooler. Yeah, lolly cooler. That North Show window on shooting Haskell is a real lolly cooler. You better be careful. You'll get fingered by her. What? what? That means identified. Oh. Identified. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony uh, or on the Gadget Spot. We're here. All right. Thank you very much. Wow. I'll <clears throat> let you finger me. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Hey, I'll I tell you, tell you know what that means. Identify me. I'll tell you who's some pumpkins <laughs> in his neck of the woods. The egg, the egg of the podcast. Yeah. Some pumpkins. Carrie Jackson. <laughs> Doesn't take a gumshoe to figure that one out. <laughs> finger me. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, some, some pumpkins. Uh, Is that some the name of the episode? Finger me? Nope. Let's not. <laughs> Come on. Uh, you can finger me uh, Monday through Friday. <laughs> He's quite the bear cat. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Geek Show gets fingered. <laughs> so, hey, we uh, we going to wake, wake snakes? <laughs> what? It's more 20 slang. No, this is 1800s. I'm going far. Uh, okay. Wake snakes is to get into mischief. Oh. Uh, okay, I'm go so I went into a regular 20s. wake snake sort of spree. <laughs> well, I, I kind of did. I bought something that I really shouldn't have. You bought some Star Wars figures. I bought some Star Wars figures, but you well, can what see. What is it, Tuesday? I was going to say, shouldn't have? You do this all the time. Well, but I shouldn't have bought these. Mm. I mean, I'm I'm not regretting my purchase, <laughs> but I'm like, I shouldn't have bought these. You belong in the booby hatch. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That means the crazy house. I bought the, I brought the retro collection series. What is up with Luke? So, so these are new. That's the action figure we had. Yeah. These are new. Uh, what is this? Like versions. helmet. I bring these That's out. That's his hair. New old versions. <laughs> yeah. I bring these out to show you guys what we hunted. Uh, we didn't hunt. Is, my grandma bought them for me, sir. This, this is exactly what we got. What is he yeah. holding? That's his lightsaber. That's his lightsaber. No. Yeah. There's there's what is and it, flesh colored. No. There's a there's a lever on the inside of his arm <laughs> that you can push the lightsaber me. out on. That's I'll show you. So, so like so here's what he's, he's saying. I bought these, but here I'll pull on the real one. <laughs> yeah, Rebecca, yeah. don't get too high for your nut. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what we had. <laughs> yeah, and Luke's was yellow to differentiate it from Obi Wan Kenobi's. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So when you guys- Luke, Luke didn't actually get a regular colored lightsaber until Return of the Jedi. Wow. No, see, this is what we... And that, that little spindly tip on the end yeah, would just break and bend. I was going to say, yeah. that would just break off. Yep. This yep. is the best we had. Yep. This is what we hunted. Five point... Well, unless your grandma bought it for unless you. Unless your grandma bought it for you. But and how much were they? They were like uh, two bucks. Dollar ninety nine. This, yeah. much... this new one was $15, well, Carrie. This, I got a discount on that. But here's the thing: is that they they aged the card. Did you get a thirteen dollar discount? I, I close. <laughs> well, adjust for inflation. They aged the card. Yeah. But then it looked too real, and so then then they put this great big sticker on here that says Fuckers. retro collection. This which is not truly old. Kind of fucks it up. 
Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I was looking at that. I didn't, and that's, I don't that's, like that. That's my regret. Is yeah. Oh, I they covered it. a big part of the picture They with cover it. a big part of the card, mm. as you oh, can see. So with the, uh, I love know. that Darth Vader card, though. It is a great I card. I like how the original card's on the back and everything. They yeah. kept the Kenner stuff. There's Chewie. I like their capes. Uh, now, here's the truly sad one. trash bag capes. And then you get the Hildebrandt brother artwork. Here's on the, the truly sad one. They gave you big head hand? They're selling big head hand. Not little head hand? And not little head. If you look, little head. Han yep. And this is Big Head Han. I was so upset. Just a bad choice. Because my little head Han Solo, his head fell off. Yeah. And so I went to go get a new Han Solo. And so I saved up for a week to get my $2. Dog. Darth Vader got a little hot dog. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to the store and Big Head Han had been released. But see, this is it's kind of why I bought them is I wanted to show you guys we hunted for these. Yeah. Unless, Unless your, your grandma, grandma bought them for them. <laughs> and that's that's what we had. Chewbacca's just one solid chunk of plastic, well, like no, no neck, no differentiation between the shoulders. There's four points of articulation there. Yeah. I only Rebecca. see two. Don't get too high for your nut. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, sorry. It's 1840 slang. His, his pouch. The, <laughs> if you could see the look she gave him, <laughs> it's just, it looks like it's just stapled to his thigh. Pretty much. And it was really terrible because you'd bend his leg and the, the bandolier strap wouldn't actually match up anymore. Yeah. And you'd be like, I don't want to bend his leg anymore. They'd be all hung on the pegs, you know, yep. like that. And you'd have to rifle through him. Rifle. rifle through. And then, oh, there, okay. And <laughs> then, but the big one was uh, they changed the Jawa right after release. Oh, yeah. So there was the uh, the cloth cape Jawa and then there was the plastic cape Jawa. Carrie, of course, has the cloth cape Jawa. I don't have the plastic cape because right. there was a shortage of Jawas at first. Right. I couldn't find it. Jawa right. shortage. Yeah. The great Jawa shortage <laughs> yeah. of 1978. You have no idea. Because <laughs> they didn't come out until it was the year after me. It was the opposite of the bee's knees. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was the fly's thighs. But And now, <laughs> if you, here's the thing. Is if you have a plastic cape Jawa on the card. You're rich. They're, they go for a shit ton of money. Yeah. But you have to be very careful because it's very easy to forge. Yes, it is. So don't, don't buy a plastic cape Jawa. No. Uh, if you're let, your grandma, cool. let your grandma buy it Let's for you. you well, if, if I could find my grandma, she yep. disappeared from the asylum so about anyway. 20 years ago. What a goop. Uh, what a goop. So that, that's too that high for a nut. Now, uh, speaking of Star Wars, I'm just we're going to warn you right now. The the next two parts of this podcast, yep. we're going to talk about Rise of Skywalker. We're going to review it, and we're going to talk about... The, it's the spoiler. It's the spoiler. Yeah, one. because we were asked to uh, to do a deep dive, like we do mm-hmm. on the Patreon content of Rise of Skywalker, and we're going to do it. So you guys see that those of you that haven't subscribed yet can actually see what we do on these deep dives. Yeah, we spoil of, the hell out of these shows. It's a taste of uh, what what the Patreon gets you. Yeah, but so one thing that you will not get unless you're on Patreon is the Geek Show Book Club, <laughs> which is coming up. Yeah, you, you have, read, and if you want to read the same book that we're reading, it's uh, it's the first Witcher book, the Last Wish, the Last Wish, not uh, Blood of Elves, not Blood of Elves, because that says Witcher book one, but it's not. That was just the first one translated into English, and so, uh, yeah, if you get the Last Wish uh, and and read up on it, uh, Tony and Rebecca and I are going to do a, a special Patreon uh, book club at the end of the month where okay. we we talk about the Witcher and. The nice part is a lot of these, uh, a lot of the sections in the short stories in The Last Wish are actual episodes of the Witcher TV show that yeah. was on Netflix. Um, so okay, the other some other good stuff on Patreon. You can listen to me and Tony and uh, Carrie nerd out about Crisis, Crisis on Infinite Earth. <laughs> yep. That's mm-hmm. actually uh, live now. Uh, coming up soon. Listen to Rebecca nerd out about Star Wars Land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and our, uh, our we, deep dive of Mandalorian. 
seven and eight, basically. Yep. Yeah. The the, the series, the yeah. season yeah. one. So that's that's but. all uh, that's all fresh pipe and hot Patreon content coming your way soon. So yeah, mm-hmm. to give you an idea, coming up in the next break, uh, we're going to break down Rise of Skywalker for you. So, all right. So before we get there, do we have enough hours to break down that movie? That's why I, I was only saying. Need Thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I control this uh, I, recording. I, we have as many hours <laughs> as I. Saw. I heard her break it down as we walked out of the theater, and I said, yeah. "Oh, Rebecca." <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a couple of quick items uh, before we get going. Some business. Yeah. Um, January thirteenth. There's something called the College Football National Championship. <laughs> I don't. I'm not familiar with this. <laughs> I think it's a sports ball. Uh, Pretty sure it's football. And it's January thirteenth. Football. Uh, but you need to what? watch that because you'll. So get why are we talking about exa- football? I'm getting there. <laughs> okay. You'll. You need to watch that. You'll get an exclusive look at Black Widow. Ooh. Does Disney yeah. own football? Yeah. Not well, yet. They just bought it. Is it? <laughs> Fifteen minutes ago. <laughs> Mike says they're still working on the paperwork. So yeah. it's <laughs> it's a it's a big process. They're working on buying clouds right <laughs> now. <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> Clouds. You yeah. create a Disney for more rain. They're all going to be shaped like your favorite characters. All right. <laughs> so yeah, January thirteenth, be watching the college Sport. football national championship. What? Driving down a dirt road. Okay, she's broken. I know. <laughs> uh, also, I'm so broken. Another thing. Uh, so we're talking about Marvel t- and TV shows. Yeah. You're, you're you're looking forward to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I After Mandalorian yeah. wrapped up, I really am. Uh, because you, Winter Soldier is one of your favorite. Have characters. you seen yeah. Bucky's arm? Like the set photos? No. Of Bucky. Oh, he looks so cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's still the Black Panther. Uh, it's a black and gold. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Nice. yeah. Fantastic. Does this take place after Endgame? I think so. Oh, yes. yes. Okay. Well, I, I, uh, well I've got, actually, I've got it. I got a little something. Let's hear. Oh, I got a little something. Got some news. Do you have? Uh, there was a photo. <laughs> Don't leave me Chicago here, Carrie. <laughs> Now Shang- you're just saying words. Don't want to get Shanghai'd <laughs> off to totally some not. other article. And fingered in the Shut photo. Shut uh-huh. <laughs> All of these words are problematic. <laughs> <laughs> Especially Chicago'd. Uh, in the photo, the flag of Madripoor. Oh, no shit. I'm not From familiar Wolverine? with this. That's, that's, that's for, our, for our DC friends. Yeah, what, what are we talking about Madripoor here? Madripoor is, DC? is it's, an island. It's like a criminal <laughs> island. It's a criminal island. Yep. That's Australia. And it, yeah, close. <laughs> no, that's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but it, <laughs> but it's it was featured pretty prominently in the in the Wolverine, Wolverine series. He like he was the when he was like, p- when he was Patch. Patch. Yeah, and yeah. he was like kind of the king of Madripoor. He was one of the, like a crime lord yeah. of some kind. Uh, but it's the island nation in the Marvel universe known for its extreme economic disparity. It was recently spotted on the set of No Shit. Really? I love it. I love it. So just bring it. Bring get, all that lore and just let it wash over to me. get you excited there. Uh, also, the other thing, uh, Uncharted. Uh-huh. Tom Holland. Uh, I know Mark what's going Wahlberg. on here. The game oh. is a movie. Yeah. yeah. I know what's going well, on here. Always, always good. It's trying to be a movie. Yeah, it's been trying for we a few We need more video game movies because they're fantastic. Holland, Mark hey, Wahlberg. It's been trying for a few years now. There has, has been There has been one fantastic video game movie, and it was based off of a comic book that was inspired by video games. Which was? Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. Uh, Even though it wasn't based off a video game, it was based off a comic book. Yep. It was based off a video based game. Based off a video yeah. game. Yeah. So they've been trying to make this Uncharted movie for a long time. And yes, like since Tom I Holland. was 15. They've been trying to get it out of pre-production for a long mm-hmm. time. Well, 
It's going back. It's gone back again. I mean, we've cast um, we've cast like two Tomb Raiders since that went into production. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, due to scheduling issues, uh, uh, Travis Knight, the director of Bumblebee, yep, which I finally good saw. Movie. It's, it's, it's a good, it's movie. good movie. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's fun. Uh, we'll now throw his body on the pile of he, director's bodies. He that, is uh, number six. I believe I think he's five or six. If yeah, they sacrifice see. one more director to this picture, it's going to become an old god. Uh, <laughs> it says this time the excuse is that Tom Holland, who is going to play the lead, Drake, a young version of Nathan Drake, in, finally looks twenty in the thing. <laughs> he's planning on shooting a third Spider-Man film over the summer. Right. Yeah. Yep. So that part of me just like kind of hopes that Tom Holland is impossible to work with. <laughs> They'll never make this movie. <laughs> um, quickly before I forget, so. I did the Tom Holland panel at Comic Con, mm-hmm. and I thought I did a bad job. Mm-hmm. I found out that he had been out drinking the night before. I feel Sounds better. About oh, right. <laughs> okay. He, he was, was hungover. Br- he was British drinking. Yes, he was yeah. British drinking. Anyway, all right. Uh, so that that's not going to leave him enough time to make this movie. Could you imagine running into Spider Man in a bar? I know, right? In Utah. How that's, old is I'm, he? He's thirty-five. Oh, yeah. he's, he's young. It's <laughs> not thirty-five. How old is he Tom Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland. Mid twenties. I'm looking yeah. up. I'm looking. Thirty-seven. Yeah, look He's just. I, I walked out. I was like, "Holy shit! There's Peter Parker. Let's get him fucked 48. up." Forty-eight. Uh, so that means <laughs> I that there's uh, Billy Elliot. Knight will leave the project roughly three months after joining. Uh, wow. Sony, the studio behind the film, still wants Holland and Mark Wahlberg to play Sully. He'll be twenty-four this year. Thank you. Uh, to make the movie, he's British. They start drinking sooner. Uh, <laughs> to make the movie, just with a later release date. So, the total number of directors. Here we go. Since 2008. Okay. See, yeah. This is uh, 2020. Uh, from director David O. Russell. One. And, and Wahlberg. David O. Russell? Really? Wahlberg was in the Drake role originally. Now he's the old man. Now he's the old guy. He can't play <laughs> That's it. how long it's been going. <laughs> yep. Uh, Pretty soon he'll be like, he'll no, just play the grandpa. Yeah. To writer Joss Carnahan. So two. Sean Levy. Three. Dan Trachtenberg. Four. Oh, really? And there are more. Oh, my goodness. This is, I'm making a prediction now, as I did with the Gambit movie. It's, not, it's just never going to happen. Ain't going to happen. Yeah, it'll just, Sony will eventually just kind of t- stop talking about it. Yep. And there will never, under the rug. there will never be a Gambit movie. I kind of no. feel like but there, there will be. be a Gambit series on Disney Plus. Mark my words. Uh-huh. Mark my words. I kind of feel like their Sony's mistake is casting Tom Holland as a young Nathan Drake. Yeah, they should they should be doing like the same would, age of Nathan Drake as it is in the video games. Well, like they could do a young Nathan Drake, and I think that would be fun to watch, but I think their mistake is trying to cash in on Tom Holland. Oh, you well, think so? How yeah. old is Nathan Drake in the games? In think? the game season is like mid-30s. Mid-30s? Yeah. Mid-30s to late 30s. Like, I remember forever ago, like 2008, <laughs> everyone was like, uh, Nathan Fillion, Nathan Fillion, yeah. Nathan yeah. Fillion. Well, they, now they, he's 50. And they did a fan film. Yeah. yeah it uh, was about Nathan a 10-minute long fan film with Nathan Fillion, and it was it was great. It yeah. was really fun. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that Punisher short film they did with Tom Jane, exactly. where he's doing his laundry, yeah. and, and, <laughs> and it was like the best pen- Punisher movie yeah. ever made. Uh, so like, yeah, this this project's never. Oh, I never I actually out, forgot, right? guys. I'm really sorry. There actually was a Gambit movie, and it came out in the early '90s. Oh, well, you mean uh, Hard Target? Hard was Target. Claude Van Damme. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. What kind of name is Remy? Well, <laughs> what kind of name is Chance? My mama took one. My mama took one. Yeah. Oh my it was so fucking good. 
aside from the you know exploding cards and red eyes, it was the Gambit movie. All right. Okay, let's take a break. All right. And uh, we'll be back with our uh, deep dive mm. of the Rise of Skywalker. Get in there nice and deep like. Jeez. So, <laughs> Only she's allowed to God say that. Damn. So we're just saying, if you haven't seen the movie so yet. dirty. If you haven't seen the movie yet, just hit pause. And we're going to tell you a thumper. Hit pause, go see the movie, then come back. <laughs> That's right. All right. After, After these messages will be the right name. <laughs> Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. Let's see what's happening there in the month of January 2020. It is a time of crisis. Han Solo, frozen in carbonites, being taken to the vile gangster Jabba the Hutt as Princess Leia mounts a rescue mission and Darth Vader scours the galaxy for Luke Skywalker. Another sinister figure emerges, cunning and ruthless. Imperial Commander Zara. She will pit herself against Vader for the favor of their mutual master, the dreaded Emperor. Will our heroes be able to escape the ever-growing shadows of the Empire? Find out, starting in January, from Marvel Comics. Also, uh, Wonder Woman, number 750. You can celebrate 750 issues of Wonder Woman with this milestone, oversized spectacular. Fan-favorite creators, past and present, tell all new stories featuring the amazing Amazon and her adventures through the ages. They're open seven days a week. Your hold or pull service is free. With that, you get a 10% discount on all of your purchases of $20 or more and the previews catalog for free. They are located at 2043 East, 3300 South in Salt Lake City. It's Dr. Volt's Comic Connection. This moment of peace and quiet is brought to you by Boo's Teak, located in downtown Salt Lake City. Sit down, relax, and have a drink. Mention Geek Show Podcast and get 15% off of your purchase. Booze Teak at 315 East Broadway. Shop. Local. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident, sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. All right, we are back in the basement. This is your warning if you haven't seen... The new Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, turn it's off the Tony, podcast. drop that alarm sound from Star Wars. It's like... Oh, the Death Star Klaxon? Oh, yeah. I yeah. have to find that so I can do that. Yeah, so like, if you keep listening... <laughs> Just like that. I don't need to do it anymore. Uh-huh. If you keep listening right now... It's your own damn fault. It's your, it's your own fault, and don't get mad at us. But All that's right. the reason why we take the stuff to Patreon. That's right. But uh, this will give you a hint as to what you're getting on our Patreon. Yeah. So go to patreon.com slash geekshowpodcast. Yes. That's where you find it. Here's your warning. Oh, come on. What you doing there, Carrie? You know, there it is. <laughs> I don't remember that from Star Wars. That's exactly from Star Wars. It feels, it, it feels like Jay's here. Let me help you out. I have that one on tap. Okay. All right. I just need to turn the volume up on my phone. and. <laughs> there we go. Uh, all right. Uh, so you have been warned. Yeah. Yes, I have. I also, I also have this one, by the way. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Was that me? Is that your, no. ring? Is that your text tone for... <laughs> I just found it on, on the App Store that one day. Sounded like, that sounded ham. like Shannon. It just says ham. It, it did sound like me. That I was thought weird. it was you. It could have been you. Maybe someone just... did that. Ham. That, that really sounds like me. Sound like you. That I is. swear to fucking God that's me. <laughs> Let's sue Apple. Play that again. Play that again. Ham. 
That's you. Motherfucker, that's me. <laughs> wow. Can we sue? Mike, what can we do? Right. How did I get your phone? Our lawyer's going to... Ham! Look at that. That's me. Do it again. Our lawyer's going to be in touch. Ham! Ham! That's me! It's either you or B. Arthur. What, what is it? What is it called? Uh, this, is, this is an app. Ham. It's called... Hamhorn. Well, mine is called Hamhorn, but it doesn't say ham. Oh. It's the Shannon so soundboard. If you push this button right here, the the lines. Yeah, mine says wrap air horn. You get a few more options. Oh, there it is. What is happening? There what it the is. fuck? Yeah, you got ham. Mike. See? Ham. He's got ham. ham. It, it, it's what is it's happening? Shannon. That's I mean, fucking me. That's sorry. I, can, oh shit! I think I you, uploaded that when we we're staying at Shady Acres. You can make ah. your own. You can make your own Shady too Acres with has that Wi-Fi? app. So you watch. Yeah. You can make your. That own? could be anybody, Tony. Okay, hang on. Start recording. Hey, this is Tony. Hey, this. Oh, you got to hold it down. <clears throat> I'm gonna get it. Hang on. He'll get there. This is recording me. This is recording me. I'm oh, really see, glad you can make that your own. So I like to make fart noises. I'm really glad, glad that just... we warned everybody. Hey, Rise of Skywalker spoilers. Back the fuck up right now. Hold on. <laughs> well, 20 minutes. See now there. Fuck up right now. Hold on. Hell, <laughs> 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 fart jokes always win. There we go. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now you've been warned. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was a whole <laughs> three minutes of you being warned. So fuck you if you... Get upset about spoilers. Darth but, Vader right. is but Luke you. Skywalker's dad. Fuck up right now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, go. Okay. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Now, uh, mm-hmm. we've all seen it. I've seen it twice. Me too. I've seen it once. Just once for me. I'm, once I'm, for me. I'm still digesting it. Well, I do feel like I need to see it again. Oh, I, I want to see it again. Yeah. And, like, you know, I think Brian Young's seen it 150,000 times. Well, yeah. Seven, I think. Yeah. And, so, and he loves it. But Now, we walked out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Well, not Rebecca. We walked out of the theater. I walked out of the theater. <laughs> she did walk <laughs> out. I'm, still here, there. Now, I'm here now. I, w- I think we were pretty elated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it Because quite a bit. there was so much happening that, that I didn't expect. Right. And... There were a couple of moments that were just fabulous, yep. I thought. A couple of jaw droppers, yeah. if you ask me. Babu and, freak. And so we we we, <laughs> hey. we we went home. Happy to your droid. <laughs> I wipe his brain. Well, he really he, is the star of the movie. He is okay. <laughs> what are you talking about, a little dude? You know, Babu Freak. When when uh, when back in the twenties somebody wanted to tell you to to go piss up a rope, go babu they'd say frick. tell it to Babu Frick. Yeah. is what they'd say. Oh, actually, they told me to go piss up a rope. Yeah, but, they yeah. Um, so, and 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 Rebecca was like, uh, here's no, okay, here's what right. I said. Right. I said they did the best they could. Agreed. <laughs> That's like saying here's a participation no, award. No, no, I I Thanks actually for showing up. I actually I completely was agree. entertained. Uh-huh. And I had fun, mm-hmm. however, was not blown away. And I think considering everything that they had to balance, considering 40 plus years of storytelling, mm-hmm. um, the internet, past and present fans alike, and potential internet backlash, I think they did the best they could. I think J.J. Abrams did the best he could. Mm. Because J.J. Abrams is not actually a director. He's an imitator of other directors. He's and a good um, 
foundation layer. Right. He's he's an ideation guy. He comes mm-hmm. up with ideas. He spurns ideas out. He makes very pretty movies that completely emulate other directors' styles. Mm-hmm. He does a Spielberg movie. It's Spielberg. He does a Lucas movie. He does Lucas. But J.J. Abrams does not actually have a J.J. Abrams style. And there's a reason why Lost is so sporadic and weird because it's just idea, 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 idea. But execution kind of falls apart. And this is a movie where a more mature director would have said half of these characters that we're introducing in this movie need to be Rose because you have Rose from uh, from from Last, uh, Jedi. Last Jedi and she's a great character yeah. and then in this she's pretty much delegated to yelling where's Finn and really a <laughs> uh, guy from Lost doesn't need to be there that's Rose well, you, that's, you read why it was a bet well that yeah Dominic Monaghan was cast because of a Bet. A fucking but bet. the reason Rose Tico's scenes were so short was because they tried to utilize her scenes with Carrie Fisher and they didn't fit into the overall she was, story. She was supposed to be the main character anchor back at home base. Mm-hmm. Right. Kind of thing. And, I, and, and they I, couldn't get it to work right with the footage they had of so maybe maybe you have to rewrite the script and figure out a way See, to yeah. that that ended up actually feeling like almost the weakest part of the whole thing is the Leah stuff and I realized they were shoehorned into that. They had to do justice to Leia's character. But you've got Carrie Fisher's daughter there in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the character's name. Uh, Con- oh. What's her name? Billy? Conix. Ba- Lieutenant Conix. Yeah. Billy yeah. Lord. Is Billy Lord. Name. <clears throat> Why couldn't that have been the anchor, that character? And but let Rose do something cool. Go, go out with right, but like stuff. let's also not start our conversation right. with no, like, because right. we can nitpick the movie to a thousand, a, a, a yeah. thousand different threads, and that's really what this movie is: is two and a half hours of a thousand different threads. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a, a lot of them. A lot of them hit. A lot of them really work. And it is a nostalgia machine. Oh, yeah. and that's Abrams. It's mm-hmm. member berries. It, yeah. Basically, yep. Yeah. It's, it's member berries in a huge way because you could literally tell what his favorite toys were by what ends up on screen. Okay, yeah. well, let's, let's start with the stuff we loved. Yeah. Because you're right. We could nitpick this thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't want to be that kind of geek, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, for this episode, we can be. But uh, let's start with the stuff that we loved. Oh. All right. Uh, I did not see Han Solo Nope. No, that's a no. Jo- that was a jaw-dropping moment that for me. I'm so blew, glad that did not get spoiled for me. Blew my fucking mind. And I'm wondering if that was supposed to be a Carrie Fisher part? Because uh, it no. happens after she dies. It, it, was, it, was, it was meant to be Han because they felt like that was... Tied it in emotionally? Because the, you know, the Joseph Campbell-y aspect of it, it, reconciliation with the father. Right. Yeah. And we well, needed and one and more, it, yeah. I know. And it, uh, and what do you call it? It, it, it mirrors what happened in Seven. Yeah, Force Them Awakens on the on the bridge, mm-hmm. yeah. mm-hmm. and it mirrors that again. But this time, Kylo Ren chooses the good yeah. side. Yes, and I did not see that coming. I thought it was a wonderful moment because mm-hmm. it was a nice reconciliation with I the loved father. It. Uh, that was terrific. Uh, no, he wasn't a Force ghost. No, no, nope. he was pickers. just like a memory. He's just a memory. They even say in your head. He says right. in your head. All yeah. right. So that was a beautiful moment, it, um, and, and really well done and beautifully acted by yeah. two incredible actors. Um, uh, another. Great moment, uh, I thought, was Chewie hearing the news that like all of oh, my friends, yeah. all of my yeah. friends are dead. Yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, and he got that great moment. I th- I wish it would have been a little bit longer, but I'm not going to nitpick. I'm glad it was there. Well, and I, mean, I do love I do love the moment when there's that moment where you think Chewie is dead too, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. everyone's reaction is so guttural. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear anything over my wife sobbing. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was so loud. Like half the theater ended up. You could tell that people were actually really worried about whether or not 
Rachel was okay because oh, it's like the ship explodes. Just, <gasps> but like the character's reaction too to that yeah. was so like real. Yeah, that right. that moment was really cool. Well, Chewie's always been like the heart. Yeah, of Star exactly. Wars. Yeah. You know? well, yeah. he's the dog. You yeah. know, he's right. everybody loves the dog. You know? Right. <laughs> uh, so th- those were just a couple for me. Well, um, I I personally really loved Hux's redemption arc. <laughs> I'm the well, spy. It wasn't. <laughs> I don't know if I'd it's, call it a redemption arc because I, <laughs> I love the way they did it. Where he's like, I don't care. I don't if you care win. if you win. I, I just, just want Kylo, Kylo Ren to, to lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. That was such awesome. a shit bag. It was such yeah. a good uh, ending to that character. But he didn't even oh. get what he wanted because Kylo bent. Like he gets what he wants. Ben succeeds in what he wants in yep. the end. Yep. So even Hux didn't get what he wanted. Poor yep. guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Darn. It's it's pretty funny. Like I feel like the leads are fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, Poe and Finn and Ray are just so great, and you get that first scene. Between um, Poe Dameron and Ray, where where it's almost like uh, th- uh, Thin Man bickering yeah, between uh-huh. the two, frustrated. Yeah, yeah, and they're just like and, and that rapid fire dialogue, and it was so perfect. And, and was it like, was and it was great to see them together. And I could have mm-hmm. taken two hours of that. That is yeah. what I do I like about it. what JJ's direction is the constant bickering between Poe and yeah, literally it's anybody more else. Realistic. Well, yeah. and, you know? and that's and that's where you know I will give him credit. He directed the hell. Out of his out of his primary actors. When it comes to like character stuff, I think yeah. he does a phenomenal job. Right. I right. feel like this was the first of the of the three, the three newer ones, where you really feel like the characters have come into themselves. Mm-hmm. You feel like they've been around the block a couple times by now, and they are making decisions based on past experience. Well, and this based is the first on... time that they are all interacting <laughs> together. Exactly. Too. Right. Yeah. Because so, they've been apart for the first two movies. And there's some yeah. fantastic chemistry between them, and I'm exactly. glad that they were able to interplay off of that. Um, and that's that's where the conflict comes from, because I, I just rewatched the uh, the prequel trilogy over the weekend, and love it or hate it, the characters were present. And I felt like some characters in Rise of Skywalker were largely absent, even if they were on screen. Like R2-D2 did not actually feel like he was in the movie, even no. if he's right he there on really the screen. He didn't really do much. I'm yeah. trying to think no. about when R2-D2 was even there. R2-D2 was a flash drive. Yeah. He's a flash drive, and then he's, he's mentioned several times as Poe's astromech droid. At huh. the end battle, he's yep. he's got R2 yeah. in the socket. That's it, though. And you're like, okay, well, this is actually the, the Skywalker story is the story of R2-D2 and C-3PO. I mean, they are yeah. the constant... Yeah, they're there the whole time. They, they are the narrators. And that, they, was, that was George's plan. Right. And so, I mean, they're there, and I think 3PO had his due. Actually, well, that's no, the other God way. damn it, I was so mad that we he le- didn't die. We left the theater, and I'm like, <laughs> who let C-3PO talk so much? And Carrie's yeah. like, that was me. That was me. <laughs> I, I fucking hate I, C-3PO. I, I've always loved him. I, you didn't ask how I was. <laughs> I like, fuck absolutely you. loved See, 3PO. And that's what movie. 3PO should always be, is a bit of comic relief. Yes. Right. And and he nailed it. And and he had some of the best lines. He did. Yeah. And he, my, him, my, my very longtime friend, Babu Frick. Yeah. Who's known for like three hours. My oldest friend. Wow. Yeah. C-3PO was so goddamn annoying. Like, they did that very well. Right, yeah. even po- Even Poe is like, oh my God, this guy. No, every <laughs> yeah. time, no, that's Poe's reaction to him every fucking time. I'm Poe. I'm yeah, like, you're Poe with 3PO? Fuck. <laughs> uh, Shut the yeah. fuck up. And, and that's you didn't ask how I was. <laughs> and that's perfect. Mm-hmm. And so you get 3PO, you, you, you actually get like 10 out of 10, you stuck the landing. And then R2. Yeah. He's, he's, Where is he? Right. What's he doing? He's a yeah. flash drive, like yeah, you said. He's a flash drive. But but again, you can pick nits all day long, and yeah. that's that's what I think is what actually destroys Star Wars for people is they they start 
picking at those little burrs and they get under your skin and they, they grow and they become frustrating and you forget that it's a kid's movie. Uh, but this one, out of all of them, out of all nine Skywalker movies, it really felt the most frantic and disjointed. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. they had so much they wanted to tell. It could have been two movies. It, it should have been, been, honestly. But... Or, or half the characters in yeah. the same story. Well, know? and the thing that makes me okay with this movie rather than just like absolutely destroying it is it is part of the Skywalker saga and the Skywalker saga movies are very surface level and they're very appeal to everybody. Right. Last Jedi maybe tries to go a little bit deeper than that, but it's very metaphysical, but overall they're all very surface level and they are aimed to appeal to everybody. And that is exactly what rise of Skywalker does. It tries to appeal to everybody. Yeah. And it does, which is why I admired uh, last Jedi because it was trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. And it was, it went weird and star Wars is weird. Like Mm -hmm. when you scratch away the surface, there's a lot of really, because George is trying to tell the story of every world religion boiled down into one metaphysical, crock pot right mm-hmm. yeah and last jedi goes yeah we get that we get that and but the thing about the skywalker sagas all three trilogies is they are they serve as the introduction to the rest of the universe that right. has been created because right. of these movies and i think once you separate that line of thought like that's why i'm okay with rise of skywalker because it is the gate through which you enter to the rest of the amazing universe yeah. it's it's your uh, it's your freebie and not everybody is going to be into that. No. But most everybody is going to be into these Star Wars movies. And I think Rise of Skywalker does a pretty good job of wrapping up these, like, a surface-level Skywalker saga movies. And, and also going, <laughs> fuck you, fanboys. Yeah. That's, that's why this happened. Yeah, and it, they, they do that's that. That's why this happened. There's, 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 there's a yeah. lot of one-line, two-line things in this movie that, that basically say, this is why that happened in episode eight. It this is, is like, why they made this It is choice. like J.J. had a list of grievances <clears throat> did, and went did. down the list and addressed everything oh, funny, that though, like, made everybody mad. A lot of it worked, I thought. Like, I thought so, when too. They, when like... they addressed the Holdo maneuver in two sentences, yeah. Yeah. it was one perfect. Million shot. It was perfect. And you didn't have to read the Star Wars Visual Dictionary to get it, because I I did. (gasps) I did, and I understood why the Holdo Maneuver worked. I had people coming up to me and going, the Holdo Maneuver, why didn't everybody just do that? I was like, uh, for one, Snoke's flagship was the size of 10 Super Star Destroyers, so you would need something with that much fuel to make it work. And she was a good pilot, and she just happened to get a lucky shot, and it looked cool. Oh, space movie. Yeah, yeah. No, no, uh, well, space I, got, I got into a debate with Andrew, my fiance, about it, and there were two things about Last Jedi he absolutely did not like: Luke tossing the lightsaber and the Holdo maneuver. And every time those two moments in uh, Rise of Skywalker, when those were addressed, yep. I elbowed him, and I'm like, "Are yeah. you happy now?" There, yeah. there, you jerk. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. what's what's funny is is whatever whatever predisposition you bring into that movie is going to stick with you. So I have friends who I value. We love Star Wars. We talk about Star Wars all the time. But they absolutely despised Rise of Skywalker because they felt like it invalidated Last Jedi. And I didn't have that predisposition. I, I actually felt like it validated Last yeah, Jedi. Yeah, I think it ways. validated a lot of things in it, but I feel like it did invalidate the one big thing that they pushed in... in uh, 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 oh, Ray being nobody? Ray being nobody. But the funny yeah. thing there is, is Star Wars is all about misdirection. I don't actually think Ray was ever meant to be nobody. Well, and no, no, the no, Star no, Wars that's saga... Fine, but is... I, I feel like it was just, it was weak, where they were like, yeah, your parents are nobody. 
Yeah. But your grandpa, and I agree. Like Emperor I feel like if you're going to hint at the fact that Ray is a Palpatine, int- please introduce that in Force Awakens. Exactly. Somehow. Exactly. Right. It was just way out of left field, and she's um, supposed to be communicating with the with the Force, right, in that cave. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, unless Palpatine didn't want her to know, and that, which maybe he didn't, and he and that's a theory. Changed Palpatine's the power. Palpatine's power is that he clouds the Force. So, and so the Force could have been communicating with her in the cave. Because that's the whole thing. Is like that, At the end of Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. Yoda so, says, suddenly I can't see the future. Yeah. There's this cloud and, and that's I'll, been put over. And, and I'll, I'll give that a pass, but just mention it. Say something about how Palpatine, like, I changed sure. what she could see. It, sure. That's all. It did disappoint me that I, I wanted Rey to be Nova. I did too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, these two movies established that anybody... Can be force sensitive, but also yeah. because we've got Broom Kid at the yeah, end, Broom Kid and, and Finn. But and these movies, yep. these, Finn in a big way. These trilogies have been about the Skywalkers and the Palpatines. Right, it has been a battle against it's, Skywalker and Palpatine. It's true. And so making Ray that—that that is the only reason I am okay with Ray being yeah. Palpatine. I mean, is because it is their story. The other thing it that they did, did the at the end of the stretch. movie, something happens where I said, okay, not only can she be nobody. She can actually be anybody because at the end, when she's like, "Well, being a Palpatine doesn't mean I have to be evil," and then at the end, she's like, "Actually, my adoptive parents over there, the Skywalkers. Yeah, I'm a Skywalker." Here's so I, I really disliked what they did with Ray, um, <laughs> yeah. because they have spent the last two movies developing the idea that Ray is this person who wants to find her family, wants to find her chosen family, mm-hmm. and to find where she belongs, and yet throughout. Rise of Skywalker, she spends so much of her time, no, I have to do this alone, I have to be by myself, and at the end, she goes to Tatooine to be by herself, whether or not she chooses to stay there, because I know she went there to bury the lightsabers, Right. but it just goes against everything that they've developed in the last two movies of her trying to find her chosen family. She did find her chosen family. It just wasn't the chosen family she thought she chose. They chose her. She's she's with Finn and Poe at the end. She's found her family. But at the end... and the end of Rise of Skywalker is so ambiguous because you don't know if she's going to choose to stay on stay Tatooine or if she's, or if she's going to go back. Yeah. But, yeah. but she spends she so much of the movie alone yeah. and opting to be alone. Who's yeah. going to stay on Tatooine? That place is a shit. Well, even yeah. when she goes really to Octo to, to, to destroy the lightsaber, <laughs> when she goes to Octo because she's like, I'm too fucking powerful and this is bad yeah. and I got to stay here. She's opting to be alone and that just goes against everything that, that we've built for her. So the other thing that comes up a lot is the, the grumbles that you end up seeing is, uh, oh, well, uh, the Knights of Ren. We finally see the Knights of Ren and then they're just dead. They don't and do then, anything. Yeah, we finally see yeah. this, and then it's just gone. Well, that's Star Wars. It's I mean, true. we waited. Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Boba Fett. Brian had a really good thing. When he first saw it, he had tweeted, um, he would really have loved to see this movie if J.J. Uh, knew anything about lore and knew how to incorporate right. lore. Right. When I think that would have been, like, I really, his take on that, I think he hit the nail on the head for me, mm-hmm. was... Yeah, it's fine. More lore, More n- less lore. spectacle. Less spectacle. And it is all about the spectacle, and that's and where I, I say I loved it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And again, I'm, there's there's the part I, of me. I'm just going to say some of the best saber battles. Sure, oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, absolutely. for sure, absolutely. And they really played with, and that's where I get into where people say, "Well, it invalidated Episode Eight. I'm like, absolutely not, because no. that last battle wouldn't have happened if that conduit between Ray and Ben didn't exist. What was right. cool was those. So those battles are reflective of this new trilogy. So in mm-hmm. the first battle between Ray and Kylo, like when they're first communicating through their Force Dyad or whatever, mm-hmm. and he grabs her necklace, it's yellow, representative of Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. The second time is when she's in his. 
room or whatever. Yeah. And uh, during the lightsaber fight, there's a, a spill of like cranberries. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, red for representative of Last Jedi. And then at their last battle scene together, where she gives him the saber, mm-hmm. which he she should have given him Leia's lightsaber. Anyway, no, um, she wanted that one. I know, but she should have. It would have made more. Whatever would have made more sense for her to give. Whatever. Uh, It's blue, representative of Rise of Skywalker. So the the big the big takeaway and why I actually I don't for for one I love the prequels. So how can I be critical of anything? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not terribly critical of this because I do recognize the fact that they had to rewrite massive chunks of this movie Mm -hmm. when Carrie Fisher died because it was supposed to be her finishing Ray's training and they tease with that at the beginning there's right. that great bit with you know master leia i'm gonna go run the course again and oh and i love the flashback to J- luke so training good. leia that was way yeah. cool oh and she force calls her and lightsaber that, and that's another thing that Ooh. was two seconds to uh make the neck beards understand that when she uses the force in the last she's a jedi fucking jedi well she's a, she's, she's a, a skywalker oh, and not only that and she's a jedi where did luke learn how to turn off the force from his sister when she turned off the force. Right. She turned it off so that she wouldn't kill her, yeah. so that so that Ben wouldn't die. Yep. And uh, by the way, there's a, a fantastic, the Bloodlines book uh, mm-hmm. actually gets into the history of Leia Organa as a senator uh, when she starts putting the resistance together. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of that regret and not being and that her. And that whole, um, like, her trying to keep hush-hush that she is Darth Vader's daughter. Right. And she yeah. gets outed. Oh, yeah, I, m- I remember reading the plot of that and it was, I was so fascinated good. by it. Yeah. And as far as the Knights of Ren go, if you need completion on the Knights of Ren, there's a there's comic book. There's a comic, book. yeah. It's on the well, way. And, and I, remember, I thought they were cool looking. I liked they their were weapons. Cool. They were cool. And they had the one guy <laughs> yeah. actually had like a breaker sword like in Final yeah. Fantasy. And there's a comic. There's a book. And it's the same. Somebody was complaining about Snoke. And it, you can actually count oh. Snoke's dialogue between the first two movies and the new trilogy. And he has more dialogue than Emperor Palpatine yeah. does in the original trilogy. So don't complain about that. And his his wrap-up, perfect. everything with Palpatine was like so creepy. John Carpenter. Yeah. Uh, that was another another time. 30 seconds. Answered everyone's questions right. that was angry and not, in the rise of, but uh, also like not even Last Jedi. No dialogue as you pan through Exegol where yep. Palpatine is, and you see the tube of Snoke's yep, the right. Snoke vats. Yeah, the Snoke right. vat. And, yeah. <laughs> and this also this is also so validating to Clone I Wars fans because Snoke. Palpatine kicked the shit out of Darth Maul and Asajj Ventress in Clone Wars because mm-hmm. he thinks his apprentice is dead. And his apprentice spent 12 years on a garbage planet keeping himself alive after being cut in half <laughs> oh, yeah. with the sheer mm-hmm. rage of the Force. So, Clone Wars fans, Palpatine's back. Of course he is. He's pissed. Yeah. yeah He's I, pissed. I and through was, the sheer force of will, he I didn't kept think himself. it was weird at all that he, he was back. But he was yeah. just like a, he was kind of a meat puppet. But, oh, he was, mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, and, and, he was, and he was kept and alive. hanging and from that re- spider drawer. A regenerative yeah. meat puppet. But see, here's the thing. that I, I was not prepared for them to... I mean, the first line of the crawl yeah. at the beginning the is the dead speak. speak. Yep. The dead speak. Palpatine, Palpatine is back. back. And yeah. I went, what the fuck? Uh, wow. Exactly. I went, they're what the even, fuck? They're but not I, even going to try and tease us. But then I went, that's uh, Star Wars. It's yep. going to happen. But if you, if you, if you, because I wasn't sure how they were going to do it. Like it was actually going to be Palpatine. Because well, I, th- the, I was thinking it was going to be like a force ghost or, or something. Well, the Sith can't too. be force ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Or there's the droids because the the Battlefront 2 game and a bunch of the comic books that take place after Battlefront, there's these droids with video screens of Palpatine's face that were oh. launched into space with, with Imperial officers, mm. and they they speak for Palpatine. They're programmed. Uh, all right. His his final solution is in there. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's take another break, and then we'll, we'll, we'll do more of this. Yep. A real quick break here. So 
After these messages, we'll be right back. It's your droid. Good communication is key to a healthy relationship, especially when it comes to sex. Being confident in the bedroom is sexy, and knowledge helps you get your most confident sexy self. Black Velvet Boutique is your trusted resource for sexual wellness. Their employees will answer any questions and help you find what you need. Go see them at 595 South State in Clearfield and tell them Geek Show says hey, and you'll receive special discounts. Open seven days a week. This moment of peace and quiet is brought to you by Booze Teak. Located in downtown Salt Lake City. Sit down, relax, and have a drink. Mention Geek Show Podcast and get 15% off of your purchase. Booze Teak at 315 East Broadway. Shop. Local. And we're back. We're right. back. Yeah. More Rise of Skywalker stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I read... Uh, parts of this uh, article from Richard Newby in The Hollywood Reporter. It's called Rise of Skywalker and the Complicated Legacy of Star Wars. I read some of it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just basically saying, uh, look, if you have a problem with it, remember this. And remember that. I didn't spoil anything, but since we're doing the spoiler episode. Well, Rebecca brought up a really good point. I mean, they did do the best they could do, because how do you tie up all of those threads? How do you tie up all that stuff? That's And that's the thrust of this article, is said, no matter who <laughs> did this, <laughs> says it was always going to end this way. It seemed inevitable that no matter how the Skywalker saga concluded, it would face insurmountable criticism yep. and leave mm-hmm. fandom torn in two. Yep. Well, Whoever took the helm, Colin yep. Trevorrow... Abrams, Johnson, or even Lucas himself would have faced back. Well, that's what faced the prequels, is that wasn't yeah. your headcanon. And so, regardless of bad acting, Star Wars, uh, go go watch episode four if you really think the acting in the prequels is that bad. Fucking watch Mark Hamill stumble his way woodenly through episode four. But we hadn't seen it before, so we were all gobsmacked by it. And mm-hmm. You know, it's funny, is I got into a, a I wouldn't say an argument, a discussion, a, a heated discussion debate. with uh, Jen's daughter's boyfriend. Fucking hated this movie, mm-hmm. and he was sitting there saying, and it was like, well, because it didn't. I wanted this, I wanted that, and I'm like, that's your problem. You yeah. walked in wanting. Right. I walked in going, show me what you show got. Me what you got. Give me some Jimmy Star Wars, style, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, and I'm just like, and he was trying to tell me, well, you know, I'm really a big fan of the uh, the original movies. I'm like, motherfucker, I saw it in the theater. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, original, you 19 year old motherfucker? The what? original movies are bad too. They are. Well, I mean, aside we could, from Empire, well, <laughs> we could we could pick them apart. But yeah. remember we the complaint. If we yeah. sat yeah. down, but here's the th- here's the thing: people complain about well, the characters were separated in Last Jedi. Yeah. Well, Empire, Empire, yeah. nobody was together. They were, they were separated. It's, uh, it's yeah. rose-colored glasses. It yeah. is. That's, a lot of that's, a, that's what I want to say. Those neckbeards. If you sat down and watched your beloved, critically trilogy, yeah. the way you watched the new ones, you'd fucking hate Every, it. Tear it apart. Everybody talked well, about. Everybody was talking about. Well, there wasn't enough character development for for Poe. I said, well, how much character development did you get with your precious Han Solo in the original mm-hmm. trilogy? Yeah. Yeah. All right, not fucking much. Right, you exactly. had forty years yeah. to develop outside we, the movies. We got right. more. In the Han Solo movie, all right? Yep, right. for sure. That you all shit on. <laughs> that you all shit on, yeah. But it, it's, um, it's, it's, it's kind of a funny thing because you can go back and watch any one of those movies, and if you actually turn off the fan person inside you and just watch them critically, mm-hmm. you, you're going to find problems. Yeah. And that's where we're at now is there's a, whole, there's a whole generation of moviegoers that I think, well, for one, there's always the people who love to hate something that other people love. Sure. 
And then there's people... I watched this movie as a fan and loved it. And I watched it as a Star Wars fan and I loved a lot of it. And then as a as a person who likes movies, it's really neat, but it's really messy. Yeah. And I'm not going to let the mess obstruct what I love about it. It's the it's the Buckaroo Bonsai of Star Wars movies. Buckaroo Bonsai is 115 movies. Interesting comparison. <laughs> it really is. It's okay. 115 movies. And if they'd settled down and made any one of those movies, because he's a rocket scientist, he's a race car driver, he's a brain surgeon, he's, he's a, a rock, rock and roll star. musician. Yeah. Uh, he drives around in a rocket bus with a bunch of cowboys and, and cool people. He's fighting black electroids from Planet 10. John Lithgow's a scientist from the 40s, but he's also a black electroid from Planet 10 who's going to take everybody back to Planet 10 when, when we, we get there real it? soon. Real soon! It's 150 <laughs> movies. If they'd made any one of those, I think people wouldn't be going, Buckaroo Banzai? <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, so. I've decided I'm just stupid. <laughs> and that's why you like to explain because I just like stuff I guess you know what I mean like me too stuff comes out and I watch it and I go I like I like you that. know movies are a doorway and if you can look at the elaborate doorway and it, cool if you like it fabulous if you want to see what's beyond the doorway like there's a whole universe I, I've always I've always said this about Star Wars is that they're not great movies but what a great universe exactly. right yeah. Yeah. Shannon, exactly Shannon messaged right. me after watching Rise of Skywalker and he's like I, I think I'm gonna give the prequels another chance and I was yeah, like, like what I'm, yeah I think I'm gonna they're on Disney plus I might oh well, yeah I watched Last Jedi after Rise of Skywalker they are entirely different genres yeah <laughs> they're yeah. so different Again, but it's a different class of filmmaker yeah. too. that's why I admired and I said it earlier I admired Last Jedi for trying to do something different yeah. it was it was yeah. trying to have some social commentary it was audacious you know? it was audacious yeah. and you know me I love social commentary in my sci-fi which is why I like yeah. Star Trek so mm-hmm. much but there there was some social commentary in mm-hmm. Rise of Skywalker that carried through yeah uh-huh. I mean the kids are gonna fucking have to save it all because yeah. uh, the world's on fire yeah exactly everything's on fire the boomers fucked up I'm sure you got it though yeah and I need to address something that was that somebody pointed uh, brought up to me last night as a matter of fact um they said, well, don't you think that Luke saying uh, a Jedi's weapon should be treated with more respect mm-hmm. when, you know, she she tossed it over her shoulder? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that a, an F you to, to, to Ryan Johnson? Mm-hmm. And no, no c- not at all. That's Luke realizing he fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he's had some time to think since he's been dead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's been stewing over it. He's like, he didn't have anything else to do. He's like, yeah, I'm just like dead. I'm just, also, oh, jeez, uh, I really fucked up. Crap. Years ago. Anybody, like, I fucked up. I shouldn't have done Anybody that. saying that needs to recognize that uh, that's not his lightsaber. It's his daddy's. The, the one that he threw over his shoulder right. well, is uh, not his lightsaber. Yeah, but the point is he didn't want anything to do with Jedi's yeah, he was lightsaber. Done. He was yeah. tired he of was everyone done. coming to him yeah. to save the galaxy. Right. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, these He movies, just wanted to suck on his... Titties. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> giant walrus titties. Those are Thala sirens, sir. Those are Thala sirens. Those are walruses. Those tusks have been cut. <laughs> let, me, let me just throw this out there. I'm not saying that I believe this or that it's true. Okay? Let me just throw this out there. He's going to bear his Star Wars for testimony. Dis- for discussion. Uh-huh. I know the force is Because true. I said it about DC fans. Is that sometimes they're their own worst enemies. Absolutely. Uh, and I want to talk is, about this at some point. Yeah. It's not just DC fans, and it's not just Star Wars fans. Because fans. I see it more there than anywhere. Well, they're definitely the loudest. I'm starting to see it our, with uh, our two groups. 
like, see it with Letterkenny. 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 Yeah. Letterkenny, yep. Letterkenny, yep. Letterkenny fans. Rick and Morty fans. Rick and Morty oh, fans. Yeah. And Rick and Morty fans started after the second season. <laughs> right? Like, I'm sorry, where were you going, Karen? Once again, I'm just stupid. I just I like just, everything. I just, I see it more with, especially Star Wars fans, but DC fans as well. More apparent, mm-hmm. for I sure. I mean, you know, release the Snyder Cut. Come on. Well, uh, have you seen well, release, release the JJ, the JJ, release the JJ cut. cut? It's happening. And, and I, I, The JJ Cut of this last movie? I read, a, a, I read a whole article about it today. This is a hashtag, today. yeah. But there's a whole article about it today that allegedly like breaks down all of the things that Disney cut. And originally it was like a three-hour, two-minute movie, but Disney released a two-hour, 37-minute movie. And there was a lot cut that J.J. really wanted to And again, include. it's Reddit, so I don't trust it. Allegedly. Well, and, allegedly. So, allegedly. And if there is 25 more minutes of that allegedly. movie, it's most likely him paying fan service to... And a chase, the, and a high-speed chase. Yeah, and, and you know, oh, I really like Luke's X-Wing, so we gotta make sure it's in there. Oh, Christ. God, that made me happy. Crutch. It was awesome. It did make me happy. Yeah, it, it was awesome. fucking happy. Also, I... It also gave me more respect for the technology of that time, because it could sit underwater for I know. 20 years Holy and shit. work just fine. It and just boots right up. instead it, of making one big Death Star, over and over again. How about we just make a bunch of little Death yeah. Stars? You get a Death Star. You get a Death Every Star. Every planet gets a Death Star. Oh, come star. on. And that final fucking It was awesome. That scene, that scene when Palpatine summons oh up all gosh. of his Sith power oh. into his lightning hand. Yeah. So cool. That was very yes. cool. It was yeah. awesome. Yes. That, was also, the, that was jaw dropper number two for me. I that was, was the first the one. Okay, jaw dropper number one. Ah. Hmm. And Han Solo was number two then. Hmm. Yeah. The uh, the fact that time was all fucked up down there, yeah, yeah, because there were times when there were thousands of Sith in attendance watching the whole thing. But did you think those were? I couldn't tell if those were like projections. I think time's fucked up there, and so, that's how he can exist there in mm. his little prison. Plus, it's a mm. Sith planet. I saw yeah. I saw two versions of what that is. Either one, it's uh, just his followers, because he had to have someone to build and populate all those super deaths, super yeah. star destroyers. Mm-hmm. Or two, it's him projecting out all of the Sith that are inside of him into but, the but sometimes there was nothing. Sometimes was. there was nothing there. Where did he get sometimes, the capital and the resources? <laughs> He's Palpatine. He's Palpatine. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, he He's actually uh, he conscripted the trade union and the Bankers Guild in the prequels. Oh, fuck. He really did. Look at so smarty he just pants sucked, sucked that money away. No, and, yeah, he really did. That's how. That's how. Big he, brains on Lee. Anytime I have a question about Star Wars, I will reach out to Lee. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, he. The banking guild was actually one of the first things mm-hmm. that he overthrew as the separatist, the leader of the separatists, <laughs> and that's actually been a recurring theme throughout Star Wars too. There's the thing with DJ in uh, in uh, Last Jedi where they're like, oh well. Let's see who this big bad arms dealer is. Oh, he's been selling to the bad guys. Oh, and to the, and good, guys. the good guys. When you, you get into the when you get into the prequels and realize that Palpatine's the leader of the Republic and the leader of the yeah. Separatists. Yeah. yeah. Do you think um, when Ben brings Ray back to life, mm-hmm. um, he brings her back to like nine to five percent, right? Yeah. And then they have a smoochy smooch, and she takes like the last five percent from him, and she's like, "Oh, I didn't like that. Suck life." suck the remaining 5% from him. I, I didn't see that as doing it that way, but... <laughs> it's I guess the, we it's the only way I got to justify that <laughs> kiss in my... Yeah. yeah. I, I was, that's that's my one groan in the whole movie. And I did. I was like, Ugh! It's so weird, because like, I love Pacific Rim, right? Mm-hmm. And there's you read the Pacific Rim novelization, and at the end of the movie, they're in the life boy, and they kiss. Oh, they do? Yeah, in the book. And so Guillermo del Toro cut that scene at the end of the he's movie like, because like, he said, not, no, that doesn't need that. to happen. Well, and know, apparently I, in the JJ cut, he didn't want that. He didn't want the smooch, huh? Yeah. According to Reddit. According oh, to, Well, fuck yeah. Reddit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wish we could have seen it with Jay because he would have lost his fucking life. He would have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God! 
what I what I what I did love about that scene though is like twenty five percent of the audience erupted in cheers when they kissed. Yeah. yeah. They're cheering and then um he died and faded away and Molly, my my youngest Stood up and cheered. I was going to say, that's, I watched it and I was just like, huh. But yeah. then when he died, I was like, okay, perfect. And we got, I know, when they did it, I was like, we didn't have to. We get home and they're like, yeah, he broke his virgin oath. He kissed a girl and died. <laughs> did, did you also notice that, unless I'm mistaken, his smile at the end, that's the only, that's the only, only time smile he in those the three movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that moment where he just kind of shrugs at his boys. That uh-huh. was so good. That's that's just a good yeah. actor. It was yeah. awesome. I just yeah. I, I gotta tell you, I think Kylo Ren has the most interesting character arc. I kind of, out of a, I, I would agree. I like. Yeah, I, would agree. I, I thought it was so great. And like, what I noticed is once he decided, okay, I'm not fucking evil anymore. He became a better fighter. He wasn't sloppy. He wasn't, yeah, he wasn't sloppy. sloppy. He, he remembered was focused. He, was, which is the thing he, that always, he remembered just he wasn't, he wasn't running off of his rage. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, all of a sudden he remembered his katas that he learned in his master's in his sensei's dojo. Because I always <laughs> said the reason that Kylo Ren scares me over Darth Vader is he's not in control. He has no, no. control. He has, no. he has rage issues. And yeah. that's why he scared me. Yeah. Any moment he could just, you know, because that's I just Adam love Driver. It. And, then, you know? and, when, and when he died and he faded away, I was like... He found, it, was, it was the perfect he, ending well, he to the could, character. He had he, found his peace. He, he could survive. Well, that's, yeah, he that's the other thing. What are you going to do with a character who's has been as bad as him? How do you redeem you him can't, in the eyes yeah, of, it's, the, it's, of the it's, galaxy? If Anakin Skywalker you know? had been redeemed after saving Luke and throwing Palpatine down into the reactor core, and they'd been like, well... Let's go. I guess uh, you're a good guy now. I've Let's, read uh, a, I've read a few articles that I'm actually really on board with that. Um, say that Ben Solo completed what Anakin Skywalker started mm-hmm. and um, which was Anakin's whole purpose was to find a way to resurrect people to bring people back to life and um, in Force Awakens when he says I will finish what you started people may be stretching and pulling at straws but he, the legend of Darth Plagueis he completes what his grandfather started in trying Darth to Plagueis find in finding ways to bring life back to the dead and he does that with Rey Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was, I don't know if it's a so, stretch and grasping at straws, but I thought it was pretty interesting. She may not have been look dead. At, he may have just I, I don't She was dead, I don't dead. think she was dead. I think, I think she was dead, I think she was almost dead. So it couldn't only, go to Miracle Max. She was only mostly, mostly dead. dead. Mostly dead. Mostly yes. dead? Only mostly dead. I think dead. she was dead, dead. Um, yeah. so, she looked pale. Uh, well, she was dead because <clears throat> didn't Flynn feel that? Yeah, Finn felt it. Yeah. Felt her die? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Well, again, I've only, and this is the first time this has ever happened. It's the first time a Star Wars movie has come out where I have not already seen it multiple times yeah. but I'm gonna again, go see I'm, it again I'm still digesting it I loved it and I've talked to people who've seen it three or four times or just like it actually gets deeper because you're not blown away by the spectacle right. and you're just actually watching you see more of the nuance yeah. so um, I have a question that maybe Lee can answer hopefully uh, so if uh, he can't answer it it's unanswerable Palpatine <laughs> I believe he was he created the instrument of his own demise in both ways, right? He created I, because Anakin he, Skywalker. He created Anakin Skywalker using that's, the Force. Mm, that's the theory, and Lucasfilm. That's true. They specifically said, they said, said they don't no. comment. Yeah, they said that's not canon. It's not not canon, but yeah, it's exactly. not canon. So the problem so, there is it, the Darth Plagueis book was written. It was the last non-canon book written before Disney acquired Lucasfilm, uh-huh. and it was written like the last three or four books that are in the Legends Umbra right now. They're they're all. Most of it's been adapted again, 
and so this whole thing with Darth Plagueis and 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 Palpatine trying to build this chosen one, and then they fire these midichlorians into space, and nothing happens. They thought mm-hmm. uh, it, it's like the majority of that book has already been readapted. So, so. but there's a there's a Darth Vader comic where mm-hmm. he's uh, I don't remember exactly what's happening, but he's flashing back through instances of his life, and um, there is a, a panel that shows a pregnant Shmi and um, Palpatine, mm-hmm. and it. It ins- insinuates. It in- you can take it a couple of different ways. It doesn't. Ins- it doesn't flat out declare that yes, Palpatine is the reason for for Anakin, well, but because he's a vir- she's a virgin birth is a virgin birth. But but it represents so no and the the writer and the people at Lucasfilm they they confirmed that it represents Anakin's thoughts mm-hmm. of that maybe he has a hunch that this is what happened. Okay. It's never flat out confirmed, right? And it's never flat out denied. So but the people it, at Lucasfilm have said, mm, maybe, no. maybe not. And now we know, we, you so, know, we, we know Palpatine fucks. Yeah. No, so, I firmly <laughs> disbelieve that. I firmly am team. Whether, he cloned, he, whether or not he cloned himself or cloned. I think he created life. I think he created a son. Okay, so. Who's not the chosen one. Either way, he created. Oh, God, I didn't ac- even think about that. According yeah, to. Yeah, I according think he created to, life. Because he's, he's a cloning nut. Yeah, according to, if if you believe or not, the, the Anakin Immaculate Conception by uh, Palpatine. Or, also, Rey coming from whether he sired her, her dad or cloned or something. He created the two people down the line that he had hoped to either use to bring the Sith back or have someone to put all the Sith into an heir, and they both were the instruments of his oh, own Oh, did you demise. guys put that one together yet? Hmm. This, this is one, uh, it blew my mind when I read it. Uh, the end of Rise of Skywalker actually changes the way I've looked at Return of the Jedi for 30-some-odd years now. Let's hear it. Well, the reason why <laughs> bring Vader, it, motherfucker, bring the it. reason why Vader is bringing Luke, the Emperor's prize, to the Death Star, yes. is because he's been living disfigured for twenty-five years oh, after yeah. the showdown. He's going to transfer all of the Sith, including himself, into Luke. Well, into no, I mean, it, he says that in Rise of Skywalker: is "You have to strike me down in anger." Yeah. Right, and he says that in Return of the Jedi: oh, "Strike me yeah. down in anger." Yeah. What? So, because in order to for me to be able to put my spirit and everybody else's bad spirit yeah. in your body, yeah. you have to strike me down in anger. And yeah. that's why he was creating the Chosen One, yeah. was because he was going to have Anakin strike him down in anger. Yeah. And Anakin did not strike him down in anger. He struck him down with compassion. Through his saber away. And so Luke actually gives up. He gives up the life of the warrior and throws out his saber because yeah. he's not going to strike him down in anger. I, I, like but that line Jedi like my father the before me. end yeah. of fucking Rise of Skywalker... That's the whole reason why he wanted Luke, right? Oh, is to tra- and so, fuck. so he made two. You're yeah. blowing my mind right two now. In- two instruments that he thought he would use to keep the Seth going. The Sith He's going. tried multiple times. Exactly. He tried with Anakin, Plan A, Plan and B, that changes, et cetera. That changes yeah. who the parents now, could be. And now they killed him. What if Jody? So Jody Comer, uh, who's Villanelle in the Killing Eve, uh, yeah, Killing yeah. Eve show, she's the oh, mother, yes, right? And she's great, and she's fantastic. But what if she's also a clown? I mean, now I'm gonna go down the whole fucking because oh, he, he was here all he goes. I mean, Palpatine was all about that cloning tech, right? But that's that's the team I'm on. I am team Palpatine. Don't fuck Palpatine. It makes way more sense to think of it your way. Yeah, Palpatine with him and Dark Plus, Plagueis. I just don't want to imagine that. I don't want to. Uh, yeah, for yeah sure. it's possible it got. <laughs> it's possible it got. It's possible <laughs> that uh, Mace Windu melted it off. So. Do it. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the legend of Darth Hefner? Well, and when his like <laughs> fingers regrow, yeah, because of my brain, I'm like, does he? Yeah, 
Maybe. <laughs> Maybe that's that. why he didn't care about keeping him alive thinking, at that point. Like, I was I also can thinking, make another one. Because I've got an American you Dad reference for everything. Pussy. So that's, that's <laughs> it, it is it is where you start to have some fun with Star Wars, where you go, okay, yeah. because those little things, and I think that's where a couple of my friends that have seen it four or five times are like, you start picking up on little threads. Yeah. yeah. And those little threads really come crashing home. So yeah, Palpatine trying to transfer. That's that's the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. Well, Palpatine kills him by again. This isn't necessarily canon, but he he becomes the Chancellor at the same time that he becomes the Dark Lord of the Sith because he's still the apprentice through almost all of of uh, Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. He's still the apprentice, and of course he's got his his apprentice. But he brings the dome down, kills Plagueis, and becomes the Dark Lord of the Sith literally as he ascends the Senate and becomes the Chancellor, and so. It's all the machinations. That's what I love about these Star Wars movies, and that's why I kind of love that he's back in Rise of Skywalkers because it really is, like you were saying earlier, it's the dual story of the Skywalkers and Palpatine. But if Palpatine is actually Anakin's dad or creator, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and he's Ray's creator, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if he'd have just left well enough alone, he'd have been fine. I really fucked this up. (laughs) So then that that really makes that really solidifies my stance of they did the best they could with this movie because you can't tell that story in two hours. No. And are they are they are they Ray's birth parents or are they just two other clones that said we're going to take this clone and get her the fuck out of here before he can? That's another question. Maybe. So really, they are nobody. And if they're clones, they are nobody. Oh God damn it! You did it, Lee. You brought it full circle. I solved Star Wars. And they did the best they could because you can't tell that story in two hours. I guess my plan was flawed. <laughs> Ham. I, I shouldn't. I guess I shouldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> all right. We, do we have a game? We're, let's wrap this up. Oh, what is it? Any no, games out? I don't, you play the games you got yeah, for Christmas. Oh, I saw some Let movies. Me, two recommendations. Really, really good games that came out last year. Control and The Outer Worlds. Oh, people are uh, talking about Control. So good. They're Outer, both just fantastic. Outer Worlds was the first game I loaded on my new computer, and I... God damn love that game. It's so good. And I got it on my uh, Microsoft Xbox for PC yeah, Pass. Ultimate, ultimate Game Pass. $6 a month. Mm-hmm. So I can just download yeah. like 100 some odd games. Uh, I don't know whether to thank Mike or punch him for uh, giving me <laughs> the, the Star Wars uh, game, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, uh, because <laughs> it's tough. It's tough, and but it's got so much... As I texted you the other night, there's so much Star Wars in the Star Wars game. (laughs) So they should do, they should take a a page from Outer Worlds, where Outer Worlds actually has a setting that's uh, ultra easy mode, where it'll just tell the story. I thought Fallen Order does. It does have that setting. Because that's how I'm going to play it. I'm I'm doing the one just Just above that. that Oh, the one where you actually have to push a button? Where I have to mash buttons. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I was thinking about Rise of Skywalker, we didn't mention the, the best character in the whole. Babu Freak? Babu Freak? Yeah. Carrie He's, Russell? He's star. I, lo- I, I enjoyed the hell out of Carrie Russell's and character. I did too. Yeah. And I loved, uh, I loved the new droid. I loved Dio. You know who's... Oh, the little rolly J.J. Abrams is the voice of that. Really? Yeah. I call him I the little the... autistic droid. No, I, I think he was abused. He was abused. Oh, yeah, oh, for sure. They say it, right? Definitely sure, yeah. what it was. I like, like when they're, people try to touch him and he'd back oh, up. No, 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 thank you. No, no, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> like a rescue animal. Yeah. Yep. Uh, movies. What so movies real. So just real quick. The same day I saw Star Wars, I went right back to the theater and saw Cats. Oh my god. Oh boy. A very cursed day indeed. I give it uh, <laughs> one jellicle out of. <laughs> Did you see that uh, thing? What's I put a jellicle? On? Oh, who the fuck knows? <laughs> Did you oh. see that? Um, that there's that guy that does um, 
pitch meetings for shitty movies. Yeah. Did you see the one for cats? Uh-uh. I put, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. What's, and he's like, and they're going to say Jellicle a lot. He's like, what's a Jellicle? And he goes, we don't know. So I am going to see cats again tonight. Why? Going on some edibles. Yeah. Oh. Okay. oh. Yeah. You know uh, what? That's not the drug you use for cats. Cats was created for cocaine. Mm, okay. Acid is what I'm thinking. All wrong. Catnip. All I know is Andrew Lloyd Webber really loves trains. Tony, and cocaine. Tony's correct. <laughs> I just love it. It's like, so the big prize is uh, that they get to their die. Year, their yearly ritual sacrifice in which Judy Dench, I don't know who let her be in charge. The same person who hired her for Riddick. Ah, there you <laughs> um, go. So I saw cats and mm. then uh, Little Women. Oh. My heart. Very good. Go see Little Women. And then I watched uh, Uncut Gems. Oh, is two, that good? Two hours of being very stressed out. And I cannot believe the words, let's give Adam Sandler an Oscar nomination, oh, okay. have come out of my so mouth. I keep hearing this. Is, when I, I saw yeah. the trailer for this movie the first time, I watched it. And when it was done, I turned to my wife and I said, this is the first time I've wanted to see an Adam Sandler movie so, in 20 years. But he was good in Punch Drunk Love. Oh, and that's he was amazing. That was like 20 years and ago. And he was amazing in Spanglish. Yeah, Spangler those are too. all old. So, that's what I'm saying. But here's the thing. I was sitting there <laughs> so the other Adam day, Sandler. and I was like, this yeah. movie's going to have a struggle. Adam Sandler fans are going to fucking hate this oh, movie. Oh, yeah, they won't get it at all. Yeah. And then people who hate Adam Sandler is its target audience, and they're not going to go see it. Because it's Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler. Yeah. You know? well, so I don't really like Adam Sandler. Yeah. Um, but I wa- it's an A24 movie, and I love A24 movies. What is that? It's he a production studio. Oh, okay. oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I remember I used to love Sandler. We met him that one time. Sandler, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I, uh, I, I never cared for his stand-up. Yeah, his, I don't like his stand-up. Uh, I, he was great on Saturday Night Live. It was fun watching everybody walk out that Slop one time. But it's like two hours of being Jones. incredibly stressed out. And it. I like I said, I can't believe I'm going to... He's good in it? Yeah, I think check it out. he yeah, deserves right. an Oscar nom for it. I it's check Buck it out. Wild. I finally right. saw Knives Out. Yeah, oh, great. Yeah. Great, great movie. Great so, uh, funny thing, went to the movie theater on New Year's Eve to see mm-hmm. Knives Out. Yeah. It was sold out. Sold out. Wow. You know I what movie was not sold Knives out? Knives Out sold out. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars not sold out. No, I was. we went and saw it. Uh, Take that, Ryan Johnson. Haters. New Year's Day. <laughs> and I figured, oh, we can just show up. I didn't buy advance tickets for Knives Out. I show up and it was almost sold out. That's yeah. crazy. It's yeah, a, it's a really good movie. movie that's been fantastic. out for over a month. It's and been it's out still, for so long. It's, it's word of and mouth. It's still it's moving. That Rian Johnson doesn't know how to make yeah. a fucking movie, does no, he? No, he sure doesn't. <laughs> it, it's completely it, word of mouth too. It's people yeah. who have seen it going. Wait, you should go see yeah. it. Is it Rian or Ryan? Ryan. Ryan. Okay. Super dot com. I got my directed by Ryan Johnson sweatshirt. Oh, I love it. By the way, so good. He actually has there. There is an app. I know we want to wrap this up. Yeah, we gotta go. There is an audio download that you can do. Mm-hmm. On your iPhone, where Ryan Johnson does the audio commentary for Knives Out, you can listen to while you watch, Ooh, the, while movie. You watch the movie. He'll even tell you when to press play. It's going to be like right when the right when the logo comes on, and you Hilarious. can watch it, and it syncs up perfectly. That's cool. His own riff track. Yep. All right. Anything else before we go, Mr. B? Hey! <laughs>